Welcome to Idle Talk. Today, I'm going to talk to you about my paranormal experiences. Yes, it is true. Sometimes spooky shit happens. And what do we do about it? What are we supposed to do about that, right? My freshman year of college, I had a roommate named Connor. And, you know, he would he would uh, watch, like, Breaking Bad and stuff. Like, we would play Madden, like, together but not with each other. Like, he'll be on his TV and I'll be on mine. And, you know, it, 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 it was what it was. You feel me? Like, we was chilling. We was vibing. But one day, I don't know how the topic of, like, like spooky shit, paranormal shit came about. I remember telling him my two uh, experiences with Mexican f- folklore uh, legend uh, La Llorona. I told him about the, I told him each story and he was just like, like he couldn't believe it. Like he couldn't like, like just fathom that shit like that happens, right? And so I'm going to tell you those two stories. But first, I forgot to do this. I forgot to look up the actual lore to it. So I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, just so I, so just so I could give you you know, the canon <laughs> explanation of this, right? So I'm going to go on Wikipedia because I'm just going to um, just read it to you guys. Okay, Wikipedia states, in Mexican folklore, La Llorona, aka the weeping woman or the wailer, is a vengeful ghost who roams waterfront areas mourning her children whom she drowned. They continue on to say, the legend has a wide variety of details and versions and typical in a typical version of the legend, a beautiful woman named Mar- Maria marries a witch, uh, a witch, I wish, a rich ranchero to whom she bears two children. One day, Maria sees her husband with another woman, and in a fit of blind rage, she drowns her children in a river, which she immediately regrets. Unable to save them and consumed by guilt, she drowns herself as well, but is unable to enter the afterlife, forced to be in a purgatory and roam this earth until she finds her children. In another version of the story, her children are illegitimate and she drowns them so their father cannot take them away to be raised by his new wife. Recurring themes in the variations of La Llorona myth include a white wet dress, nocturnal wailing, and an association with water. The mother archetype of La Llorona has been tied to patriarchal expectations of women in Mexican and Mexican-American culture by several authors, historians, and social critics. Social critics often consider Mexican and Mexican-American culture to force patriarchal, I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm so sorry, (laughs) standards onto women, which is true, such as being defined by their roles as mothers, La Llorona falling into the trope of being an evil or failed mother, having either committed infant side or having failed to save them from drowning can be considered a reflection of this. So, the story that I know of La Llorona is very similar to what we just went over, but I remember hearing about her first through my grandmother on my father's side. So I don't know how the story came about. I don't remember why they were telling me this, but this gave me flashbacks to when I was just there, and we were and we would just randomly try to scare the children, like my little cousins, because they were super like way younger than me. Like the oldest one is like eleven, so we would try to scare them, and then um, they were outside. We were like in this like huge like the house in like in the embedded into like a mountain and we were just spending the weekend there it was a family friend's house and we and there were the kids were outside and me and my aunt were upstairs like on the outside as well and i was like oh we should scare them 
and then we, she started howling and crying like she was like you know and then the kids ran inside it was so funny and so traumatizing for them i'm pretty sure but i i, I can see now i guess that's how that's how she, the story came upon me when it was when i was younger around that age but i was like eight years old nine years old i heard the story and she was telling me how it was a um no i'll tell you about when i really first heard the story it was from my mom right and this is the i guess this is the story of her like telling me this but I think it was because, honestly, I might have had, like, a peeing in the bed problem when I was little. Like, I looked away in shame. But, like, <laughs> I was, like, small. I could not control myself. But I think the, um... <laughs> I think she told me this version of the story was, you know, just to try to, like, scare me out of peeing the bed, I guess. But the story goes that, similar to what we, like, just went over, that the mom... It tells her children that it's a, it's a boy and a girl. She tells her ch- her kid who's having problems wetting the bed, and she tells him next time you uh, next time you pee the bed, I'm gonna cut your penis off, just like verbatim. And <laughs> the kid's scared, and then he pees the bed at night. He wakes up, and his sister, being the little cunt she is, she goes and snitches on him. And then my man's books it. He gets out of the house. He hides under the car. So he's he, under the car. The mom. Like, it's looking for him. She, like, his sister's like, oh, I don't know where he is. I can't find him. And so the mom runs out to the car, starts the car, and runs over him, right? She hits, she she realizes she's, she's like, run over something, and she starts to back the car away, like, back for some, whatever reason. I just feel like, just leave it there, just get out. But she backs the car up, and bang, smacks her daughter, neck flailing, head snapped back, breaks the her head on a pebble or some shit like that, and then, boom. Both kids dead. Husband comes home and then he leaves her for like a younger woman, which I don't think that like that detail actually happened. It might have it might have actually just I think that's part of the original lore, how we just went over. But so she he leaves her for a younger woman. But I would just let leave her for just killing the kids <laughs> if I'm being real. But yeah, and then she is just left alone and she eventually dies and eventually again enters purgatory. So the reason why I was sent to Mexico for the first time, I was eight years old was because I was a shitty kid. And I think my mom wanted me to kind of witness what life was like, how she grew up, and, and you know, kind of like showcase the struggles of what she had to go through as a young child um, at, at that young of an age. So she sent me to Mexico. She thought I was going to pussy out and, like, not get on the plane. And then as soon as I'm on the plane, I want to get off. But um, I just went. I just went with it. She was like, let's go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know nothing about Mexico. I only knew that my grandpa was there from my dad's side. And I was like, you know what? Friendly face. Let's go. Let's get out of here. So I went went to Mexico, and so, knowing that little detail about the backstory for me, is, I think my grandma told me this to, in order to kind of correct my behavior, right, just to kind of have, like, a little, you know, set the little foundations of correcting my behavior as a, as a young child, she told me the same exact story, the same backstory, you know, the mother, two kids, drowned, sad, purgatory, but the end goal of La Llorona was to, now that she is able to roam the earth, like without any kind of like release to the afterlife that she it's her sole mission to grab bad kids and take them with her and it's 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 explained that way as in take them with her like it's not it she did like she didn't necessarily say to kill you or to drown you but <laughs> you know it's it gets just the point to kind of scare kids into acting correct and you know behaving my grandma told me the story and i was like ah, bitch i wish i wish you would try not, would not let her touch me, my guy. You know, I was that confident. I was like, she's not touching me at all. I'm bobbing and weaving in this bitch, right? 
folklore out of the way. Now let's continue on to my experiences with La Llorona. I was around 10 years old. I want to say the first time I met her. I've met her twice. The first time I met her. It was at my grandma's house who told me the story on my dad's side. So we live in Mexico City, kind of like on a, on a highway, kind of. So like it's easy to get to and from places. We lived right across the street from like a park. And at this point, there was only a basketball court there. There was like a soccer field. And then you could see past that. You could see way past the soccer field. You could, it's just nothing empty. As of like 2020, when I went there, it's, it's now like a landfill kind of area. But they are constructing on it. But since construction halted to COVID, you know, it, it kind of like looks like a landfill now. Like you could see it. And, there, and they put lights in that field for nothing. It was just for safety, I guess. It's just like, you know, it's, you know, it's people can feel safe while walking through if they have to walk through the field and get to the other side which is which is a shortcut let's say because you could just walk the lighted way and go around but then they added the lights in the middle just to come like you know like whatever like if you want to take the shortcut feel safe it's okay whatever and it wasn't it's not against the law or anything it's just like okay sh here let's just make it more accessible for people so one day i wake up in the middle of the night i'm crashing in my aunt's room at the time because she would just sleep somewhere else and i would just have the room to myself but my aunt I think it's one of the key reasons why I'm, I'm a horror fan, too, because she likes horror movies, and her room, and I shit you not, was just filled with Chucky dolls, like, all over, like, decorations, like, and actual, like, replicas of the doll, like, you know, made by different materials every time, because obviously, that's like, why well, have the same doll, like, you know, but th she had a lot of Chucky dolls, and I woke up one day, saw them, shit myself, got scared got out the room went looking for my grandma and then what do, what do i see what do i see right i i see the window where that very field that i was talking about with the lights right i'm looking at it i'm like is that a person i go i look at it i'm like intrigued right and then all of a sudden all of a sudden i start paying attention to what's actually happening so i'm now aware that some a noise is coming from the field and I could hear it right and and they say that if you hear like on a close right if you hear it really loud powerful right that means she's like pretty far right it, I don't know why it that's part of it that when I talk to Mexicans it's it's that right I wake up and I'm and I'm at the window I'm like pussy I'm like do I crack this window a little bit right and <laughs> so I do what what normal kids do. I fucking open the window. I, I, there's a hook, like, you know how you have that latch at the top, but they have it on the side. And so I unhook it, and then I unhooked it, and it made a noise. It made a very audible noise. I could hear it in my house, right? It's not that much louder than anybody else can hear it. But this lady in the field, I'm looking at this lady, like, white dress. I'm not thinking too much of it. Well, I can't tell if it's a dress. At the at that point, just somebody wearing all white. I crack the window, like the, I unlock it, turns around, <laughs> in the middle of the field, just turns around, and I'm like, just like this, just like dying inside. I'm like, my little heart's racing at the time. I'm just like, just I I'm like paralyzed, right? And then I and then. I do the smart thing, I lock that bitch back up, and I go back into my room, I just walk back into my room, like, at that point, it wasn't, the screams weren't, the, the screams, the cry wasn't that audible to me, but I could definitely, at that moment, like, my brain probably thought it was crying, but, um, she was pretty far, uh, she was in the field, it, it would have taken me a bit, it would take me, like, maybe, like, 
15 minutes to walk from one side of that field all the way to the house because it is a big field but i saw it right in the middle of it so that happens and i go to sleep i i do what every brave kid does and i cover myself entirely in my bed sheets and i and i go to sleep right go to sleep don't think too much of it and i'm perfect and fine and i now i just fell asleep eventually and then i wake up and then nothing happened right i'm not dead you know, I'm happy. I'm living. I'm thriving. So now we, we fast forward like two more years. I'm now 12 years old. This time I'm in the Pueblo. And if you don't know what that is, it means like town, like small city, you know, like not even a city, just just like a village or a town. And I'm with my other grandma. This is my mom's mom. So I'm there chilling, vibing. I'm in my apartment. I'm upstairs. I'm sleeping in my room. Like I would travel to Mexico by myself. So I would just have my own room at the time like basically the whole floor of the house is just mine because that's just what my mom built at the time so i'm sitting there i'm sleeping it's pretty windy and i'm just like i'm i'm drifting away to sleep i don't want my eyes are closed i'm like actually pretending i'm going to sleep but um i'm drifting away to, to go to sleep it's windy it's like and then I, and i can hear some some shit in the wind right like i can hear it's like it sounds like it's like muffled and it's like it's like it's like soft crying and i'm just like I'm I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm closing my eyes like I'm reliving the moment. I'm traumatized. But um I'm I'm trying to go to sleep and I can't cuz I hear just I hear something in the distance and at the time at the time there was very few street lights. There still kind of are very few street lights, but there was one right in the smack in front of my room. And so my curtains weren't good curtains at the time because that's how they were living at the time. So I could see the light and then there's a tree branch like smacking my tree, my window. My windows are pretty thick. We have, well, the good part that my mom did was that she got like tinted windows. And so we can see out, but they can't see in. So it's just smacking, smacking my window. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. I want to kind of, I wanted to get up, open the window and just yank the tree branch off. Good thing I didn't because the next morning I wake up and there is no tree outside of my window. No tree. But there was something smacking the window and like not hard enough to where it would shatter the window, but hard enough to where I thought it was a tree branch. Interesting, right? No tree branch, no tree near my window. The nearest tree was across the street and then adjacent to the next room. And even then that was a stretch. So something out there, there was a small ledge on my on like the outside of my window because you know when they build houses they make ledges like that so people can stand on and build the house so there was a small ledge on the outside of my window and um i don't know what was out there to this day um again i when at the time i went to sleep scared as fuck because like i was hearing that noise and it was uncomfortable and then every so often the tree branch the tree branch would smack my window and kind of startled me. I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to go to sleep. Like, leave me alone, tree. But then the next morning comes to, we come to see that there was no tree at all. And so those are my two experiences with La Llorona. Because again, we heard it faintly. Um, and then over time, I didn't hear it anymore. But then over time, you know, the, the smacks on the window got more frequent. And I think, I swear, I think that if I was to open that window and get rid of that tree branch i wouldn't have not lived to see 12 more years honestly to be quite honest with you guys because i was so close so close to opening that window and then breaking the tree branch but just goes to show you sometimes don't act out of uh impulse you know just 
yo, have some patience. You know, sit back, look at the situation. Because <laughs> I did the same shit. I covered myself. I thought I was brave. Eventually fell asleep. But, you know, if I would have opened that window, that would have been a whole different kind of, like, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. And, you know, I, that doesn't keep me up at night. But, you know, when I tell the story, when I tell that particular version of the story, not that version, but, you know, out of the two stories, uh, it, it always gets those, like, oh, people get uncomfortable afterwards. But now I'm telling you podcast listeners those are my only two like paranormal experiences like i mentioned in one of the minis that um i was trying to get my car out of the snow and then some guy handed me a shovel it was a broken shovel at that and then the guy disappeared and i yet to this day i figured out if that was a real person or not (laughs) but just as you can believe in the good things in life like miracles and shit like that you can't just have it without the bad and there are there are people who practice the bad stuff out there like a lot, I know a lot of places in Mexico that um, people told me to avoid, especially because I'm a psych- psycho and I, I like to backpack countries. I was just giving up like a heads up for my family. Like, hey, try to avoid here, try to avoid there, da, 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 da. like, you know, just, you know, get to where you got to go, get to grandma's house, but get it, get to get it, get there in tip top shape. Like, and I wanted to go from the city to, to my grandma's house in the middle of nowhere for fun. Just see what happens. But um, I'm looking for a new country to do that. You know, witchcraft, that shit is real. Which I guarantee you that shit is real. Like, I know a, lo- a lot of people are not fans of that fact, and I could agree with you, but also where there's good, there's bad, there's evil, and I know a lot of places that practice that, you know, based off, like, driving by it, or, like, my cousin's telling me a story, or, like, like they'll tell me a story about some shit, and then we'll go, and he'll be like, yeah, we had to go here to get rid of that, that, that bullshit that was affecting somebody, so let me tell you a story real quick, so one of my uncles is kind of like a playboy, right, I feel like all my uncles are playboys, and, you know, represent, no, just kidding, but, um, not really, but, um, <laughs> um, uh, it said that one of his ex-wives did some brujeria on him, like, she went, went to a witch and then she did some shit to him and so he was driving in like standstill traffic one day and he's driving and then all of a sudden like he has a heart attack and then luckily he wasn't driving fast it was standstill traffic so he opens the car door falls to the ground collapses should be dead um he had a very serious heart attack very serious heart attack and the ambulance comes they take him to the hospital you know the car gets obviously removed somehow no one told me how but um gets the hospital um they treat it he's okay and then he's just sick like for like months and then he and somebody recommends they're like hey you should instead of going to the doctor like you know it hasn't been working out for you go to (laughs) go to get cleansed get cleansed see what happens right and so the guy that's doing the cleansing for him he tells him it's important for you to follow these instructions i want you to bring this 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 whatever those three things were right and he says bring two cartons of eggs and he said that's important because i don't want you to think I'm bullshitting you when I do this egg cleanse on you. And he's like, okay, perfect. Two, that's it? Two cartons of eggs? All right. And then he, he brings all the, the stuff that he asked for. And he goes, and the the guy that's doing the cleanse, he's like grabbing the egg and just rolling it on his body. Just rolling it, rolling it, rolling it, rolling it, rolling all over his body, all over his head, rolling it, rolling it, rolling it. And then he's like, ready for this? He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, just, you remember, you brought these eggs, right? It's, he was like a magician trying to, trying to convince him that everything is well. So he's like, yes, I brought those eggs, okay? He cries the egg, just black, like tar, comes out of the egg. Like, no joke, black tar comes out of the egg. And my uncle's like, what the fuck is that? And then he, 
and then the the guy cleansing it pulls out like this little like like it looks like a like a mini fetus he's like somebody did some witchcraft on you and they're trying to kill you they're trying to kill you they want you dead and so they and then he's like just so you know i'm not bullshitting you grab another egg do it yourself right and he does it again cracks it again just black tar comes out of the egg and another like figurine whatever it was like multiple like i think it was like three little like figurines come out of the egg like no like no joke just like three random shits come out of the egg they keep rubbing they keep like rubbing the eggs all over him they you know they're like like just praying i guess for lack of a better term because i wasn't there for that promise i wish i was that would have been some sick shit not gonna lie but um so they, they they go through all the eggs and they need more so my uncle's current wife goes gets more eggs again and they do that process until there's no more black shit no more red shit just straight egg comes out and that's how he was cleansed right witchcraft is real whether you like it or not that's some real shit so just be careful especially because i think i'm not sure i've had any particular witchcraft experiences but i'll tell you this one thing i i was in south carolina and i was driving back from my boo's house at the time driving back clapped the cheeks came back driving back right and i'm driving and all of a sudden like i'm on the right lane because I'm, I'm vibing i just did the deed I'm chilling. Like, I'm, I have to drive home because I got a shower and I got to go to work at 8 a.m. the next morning. Look, because th that was a late day. I usually go in at 6. So I go, so I go I'm driving. I'm on the right lane. I'm just going to speed limit. I'm vibing. I'm, I'm knocking to some tunes. And all of a sudden, this guy just drives up to me on the left lane. Just is matching my speed. I'm like, why are you in the left lane going 50? What are you doing? And so I'm, I'm trying to ignore him. Like, he's keeping speed with me. So I just had to speed up because I'm getting uncomfortable, right? And he lets me speed up. And then I think, all right cool whatever that was that's fine two minutes go by he's back and he's like the why are you running meme you know the how that guy looks like i swear to god that guy looked like that guy he's like mouthing yelling some shit at me he's yelling and i, I can hear like like because i could hear it through two glasses like so but what i mean by that is that his glass window was up my glass window was up south carolina it's the spring it's hot as shit and I got my AC on. And I can hear, like, the, the kind of, like, noise muffled through. I can't, like, understand it. It's inaudible to me. But he's yelling at me full force at his, with his, like, lungs. He's, like, yelling at me. He's, like, I'm going hard as fuck. And I'm, like, what the fuck? And then my exit's the right exit, right? So I'm speeding. He's matching my speed. And then I dangerously get off into my exit. And I'm, like, okay. That was fucking scary. <laughs> and then there's a red light. And I'm scared this guy's gonna reverse and shit and like get off the exit. So I run the red light. I go right. Because I don't think you could have made a right turn in that state, like on red or in that particular section I was in. So I, because that red light takes forever, especially at night. Because, you know, I've drove, I've driven that, that, that stretch of road for, you know, 15 weeks almost every night. So I know that that shit takes mad long. So I make a right. I get to my little gated community because my internship put me up on a, in a private house with some other interns on, on a golf course. So we had a, like, a part of a house to ourselves. And I go, I tell the guy at the gate, I'm like, yo, somebody is following me, like, off the, the exit back there. So if they don't live here, can you please not let them in? And the guy goes, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, thanks, bro. And I go, I park my car and not, I park it in, like, a hidden part of the lot, like, away from my, like, apartment pretty much and then i run to my house ever since then though i was like oh, i was shitting my pants i was like I, I, was, I didn't know who to tell i was telling my boys in the group chat at the time i was like yo was, yo this crazy ass shit just happened to me like what the fuck does that mean i'm like yo he was yelling at me like full force like his eyes were like coming out of his head like 
no exaggeration. I don't know what he was trying to do to me. And at the time, I can tell, I, this is why I think it's a witchcraft thing. Because at the time, I, like, it was spring semester, my last semester of college. The semester before then, had a little fling. I'm not gonna call it a fling. It was a full-blown relationship. Like, we were together. She, like, she would always say some shit like, like, would we ever be like Romeo and Ju- Juliet, you think? And I was like, and I always say this, like, no, I love my life way too much to ever kill myself over a bitch. And, and you know, in hindsight, you know, that's pretty rude <laughs> to say. But I, I, but that's just how I felt. I was like, I would never kill myself over another person. Never. And I still feel that way, but I'm not gonna say bitch, though. But she would always, she was like, she would say shit like, oh, can we get, can I get, uh, can you get your, my name tattooed on you with blood? And I'm like, whose blood? Because not mine. First of all, A, my mom would never claim me if I got a tattoo. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some art on me. But, um, you know, I still gotta, like, be wary of that. And B, blood? Are you fucking crazy? Are you dumb? Like, are you actually dumb? No, I'm not gonna do that. And she's like, no, not your blood, my blood. And I'm like, what? Your blood? Get out of here. I'm like, okay, listen, MGK people. I get it, right? Cool. Wear, wear some blood of your significant others <laughs> on your neck. That's cool, right? It's in a vial. It's safe. But <laughs> I'm not getting somebody's name tattooed with their own blood. I don't think I'd ever would like that. But, you know, if, if I got, if I felt like Machine Gun Kelly and I'm in love with a Megan Fox like that, then yeah, I would, maybe. But at the time, I was like, hell no. Hell no. She would say shit like, oh, you're never gonna forget me. I'm gonna make sure of it. Or like, ooh, boy, you better watch out. Like, I'm like, watch out for what? For what? What are you threatening me with? Because you always say that shit, but you never follow up. What are you threatening me with? So that's why. <laughs> that's why I think it was witchcraft in South Carolina. But, oh, man, I've been talking for a bit, huh? You know what's crazy? I didn't really have a script set up. <laughs> but that's been idle talk this week remember listen to the minis would appreciate it if you did uh follow us on tiktok at idle talk pod and instagram at idle talk pod on twitter idle talk pod but with a zero instead of an o follow us on reddit you know pull up to the discord okay please that would be so cool if you did and what else subscribe on youtube subscribe on youtube that would be sick uh tiktok people clips listeners shout out to you much appreciated appreciate the love on tiktok Hopefully, you feel like you could transition over to Spotify or Apple Music. Apple Podcasts, I mean. We'd really greatly appreciate it. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also rate five stars on Spotify. And I'll see you next week. Peace.